Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Today on the Get Ready for the Future show, will the stock market give us a Santa Claus rally and make for a happy new year? Or are we looking at a negative return for the first time in a while? We'll check in with Ryan Dietrich on that. And as we wrap up the Rock and Roll Retirement Month, it is the Farewell Tour. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome into the Get Ready for the Future show. John Shrewsbury sitting in for Scott Inman today. He is uh, taking some personal time off. Janet Walker is here with me. And on the uh, left side of the oval table, uh, (laughs) of course, you can see that on your radio, right? It's not the oval uh, office. It's the oval table. I'm really glad it's not the oval (laughs) office, I can assure you. We have uh, Troy Johnson from our Bryant office. And also, we have Austin Evans from our Little Rock office. And uh, we're glad to have you guys both in. Troy, I, I know you were feeling under the weather earlier this week. Glad to have you back yep. and, and ready to roll. Definitely happy to be here. Glad that's behind me. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Austin, how are things uh, for you? I, I know you're uh, you're uh, kind of looking forward to, to Christmas. You, you have a new member of your family, and not your personal family, but your extended family with your sister's baby yes. arriving, and yes. uh, you've got one on the way yes, as well. Yes, yes. We have a brand new niece, new addition to the family who's getting all the attention right now. Yeah, and that's and okay. Then, that's exactly. <laughs> then come April, our, our lives will change as well with a new son on the way well it's uh you know it, christmas is one of those really cool times and, and you guys will get to experience this uh as uh, you know in next christmas but uh this christmas will be great for your family with that new baby mm-hmm. because no one gets any presents or any cool <laughs> presents or any attention or anything but the baby it, and, it does, it. and it's okay it doesn't yeah. even matter yeah. i think yeah. it yeah. sounded it's like fun. there was some jealousy there on austin's behalf <laughs> he's not getting enough attention <laughs> right now oh, no. oh, just no. a little attention <laughs> so we're going to wrap up the rock and roll retirement on the get ready for the future show this week Uh, the rock and roll retirement month end is really talking about the farewell tour Yes. And we've talked about, uh, you know, a lot of these bands. As a matter of fact, I I wish Scott were here today because he has been getting up the uh, the epic. It's almost uh, the replay of anybody ever see Detroit Rock City, the, the movie about the guys going to see Kiss. I'm out no, on everybody, no, just, yeah, everybody solo. <laughs> okay, so so Scott has this great idea that me and one of his friends and Charlie from our El Dorado office and him are going to go see Kiss in September when they come to Verizon Arena. <laughs> Who's bailing you guys out of jail? I, I don't know. <laughs> it is Kiss's. I don't know. Fifth farewell there, tour. Yes, yes. But, but <laughs> no this goodbye, ha- really. This, this one has to be it because all those guys are like in their seventies or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's it's going to be interesting to see you know how that all goes. But this, uh, I've really enjoyed the uh, the rock and roll retirement uh, month because as you can tell, if you check out the fastest four today on social media, you'll notice I'm wearing my Van Halen T-shirt, guys. <laughs> Do you even know who Van Halen is, Troy? Yeah, I do. Okay, and, and it looks great with that sport coat you have on too. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. You know, John, that wasn't it, really a compliment. It, it's really, it, it's really about I'm all business, but I can party too. You know, it's really what it like goes. the mullet making I, a comeback. That's I it. think we need to roll on into this first segment. Yes, we do. So let's talk a little bit about where we've been in this. We've talked about the genesis of rock and roll. Uh, the whole idea of rock and roll was to create a new sound, a new idea, a new way of life as a matter of fact for a lot of people and that's the same thing for retirement janet when you think about moving into retirement it is a whole new way of life that you have got to prepare for yeah and you've got to get used to well and when you talk about a new way of life that really leads us into the next point here talking about rock and roll rebellion this is a new way of life for retirees uh, not just the person you know transitioning from work to retirement but the type of retirement we have now we we like to call it life 2.0 because we know that that, you know, back 
when your parents were retiring, we kind of viewed that as the rocking chair retirement, certainly not a rock and roll retirement, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and now people are so much more active. They're doing so many more things. So it is, it's just different, a little bit of rebellion in that, in, in how they're handling retirement. Well, a lot of people, Troy, are looking for uh, that retirement date to come along because they're a lot like these rock stars. They're a little bit road weary. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like Janet said, people are wanting to be more active when they yeah. retire, too. Uh, when I first got into this business, I was expecting when we asked our, our clients, you know, what is it that you want to do in retirement? I was expecting a lot of relaxation answers, but we're getting answers like going backpacking on all these yes. trips. And it's it's pretty impressive that people are wanting to get out there and, and keep up that lifestyle. And Austin, I think when you kind of imagine that lifestyle, you think about relaxation and calm, but you have to deal with uh, what is now a very volatile stock market, and that can cause some concern for folks. Yeah, a lot of people, especially if they're looking at retirement, they're getting very weary of what the market is doing. And if you don't have a plan after you've accumulated all this money, but how do you take income from it? How do you create an income stream out of that retirement plan? If you don't have that in place, it is a uh, very real thing about the volatility being a little nervous about it. And so you've got to overcome that in a lot of different ways. One way that we feel like that you can overcome that is to have the counsel of a financial advisor, someone to come alongside you and act as your coach your road manager, if you will, to try to get you through some of those rough times. I can only imagine, you know, as I wear my Van Halen shirt, how much uh, their road manager had to get them through some rough times on the road. Absolutely. And, you know, to to have somebody coming along beside you, because frankly, hopefully you only really retire once. You know, that you only leave that main job once. And then if you want to go and do something else for a small supplemental paycheck, okay, fine. But it's not going to be true, legit retirement again after that. So if you're only going to do it once in your lifetime, you might want to work with a coach who has walked alongside other people who've been through that process. And one of the pieces of advice that we would give someone who is trying to get to retirement is to really save as much as you can because you yes. never know what's going to be coming ahead of you. And uh, as we've said on the show many times, I don't know anybody that arrived at retirement and went, hey, I got too much money. I, right. I just, I, what am I going to do with all this? Yeah, I mean, there's there's no way that you can be over-prepared, but you can definitely be under-prepared. So it, wherever you are at this point, start now. If you haven't already begun to focus on retirement, now's the time. And Troy, obviously, you know, it's not enough just to save, but you've got to have a strategy behind that savings. Yeah, you've got to have a plan. I was just sitting over here thinking, we were talking about rock and roll and all these tours and everything. Well, when a band sets out on one of those month-long tours across the country how much planning do you think goes into that oh wow yeah it's it, tons and tons it, all those 18 wheelers have to come to the stadium yep. at the same yes. time everybody's got to be in place to set everything up and just like that with your retirement that's a that's a 30-year road trip you could say that you're on and you want to make sure that you've got an appropriate plan for that yeah and even for the the younger investors out there it could be longer than 30 years because people are just living longer in retirement so you definitely want to like you said troy have that plan in place to last a good long time right and, and there is also a kind of a movement of early retirement these days how mm-hmm. can i get finished early uh how can i really get into maybe retiring in my 50s and that takes a supercharged retirement you can't be just you know an opening act in that you got to be the headline act when when you go into that because obviously you know you're you're trying to not only sustain your income over a normal retirement, but you know that longevity thing just gets ramped up when you begin to, to retire at 50. Right. If you're wanting to retire early, you really do need to look at, you got to make some sacrifices now in order to save enough money to be able to make that longer retirement work for you. Absolutely. So we are talking about the rock and roll retirement. We're wrapping up our series on the rock and roll retirement today on the Get Ready for the Future show, talking about the farewell tour. How do you get prepared as you head into retirement and how do you deal with all of the things that you've got to deal with in that rock and roll retirement? Of course, Ryan Dietrich from LPL Financial, our chief market strategist and our partner here at Genwell Financial Advisors uh, helping us keep a, a pulse on the market is going to be joining us in just a couple of minutes. You want to be around for that. The rock and roll retirement continues on and uh, just like rock and roll will never die, I don't think the concept of retirement will ever die either. So we'll we'll keep up with that and we will continue on the Get Ready for the Future show in just a moment. Any way you want it. 
Your retirement should be more. More than just investments, more about you, and more Get Ready for the Future show. Stay tuned for more. Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. It is the last fastest four minutes of investing during the Rock and Roll Retirement Month here at the Get Ready for the Future show. And so, Janet... I had to wear yeah, my it, Van Halen shirt. It looks like you can, Yeah, he's got to do the Superman See? pose. There gotta, you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So, yeah, this is absolutely the old DJ coming out in you. But but I like it. It's very appropriate because it's not just a rock and roll parallel. There's a financial reason for this. Well, yeah. So if you think about Van Halen, they had one of the more volatile careers of all of the 80s rock bands. Uh, they hit the scene, were, were huge had a great time going to shows and everything. And, and then uh, David Lee Roth got mad and, and they kicked him out of the band. And so then, boom, they were nothing. And then what happened? And then Sammy Hagar comes along and boom, they're back on top again. And then Sammy gets mad at, at Eddie and then boom, they're nothing again. And then what happened? And then, you know, they had a comeback with David Lee Roth and they kicked uh, Sammy out of the band. They kicked somebody else out of the band, uh, the bass player. And so they put Eddie's son in as bass player. Boom, they're back up again. And then, boom, they're down again because Eddie got cancer. And so it's been this up and down thing, and and nothing, absolutely nothing, was at all certain about Van Halen. You didn't know when they were going to be up. You didn't know when they were going to perform. You didn't know when they were going to be down. Kind of like the stock market. Absolutely. We've been talking a lot about volatility in the market these days, and we've been having those conversations with clients. This is the reason that we segment their assets for retirement, so that volatility doesn't have to have as much of an impact on their overall assets. Well, you, you mentioned the, the segmentation. It's a time segmentation thing, and we are really looking at history to try to play the odds in terms of getting a great return for your money over the long term. And so when you take a look at the stock market over a three-year period of time, Janet, history tells us that there have been very few times that there's been a three-year period of time in the market where you've had a negative return. So let's get the exact numbers on this. If you go all the way back to 1926 and you look at every single three-year rolling period, the average return on that average annual return is 10.16%. And as far as negative returns, there were only 15 of them. And I mean, we're talking about every single three-year period. There were only 15 of them that had a negative return. And so when you stretch that out a little bit further to a 10-year period of time, the market looks even better. So there was only four periods of time since 1926 where you bought into the S&P 500, held it for 10 years, and had a negative return. Said a different way, Janet, that's 79 periods of time that you had a positive return over a 10-year period of time. Here at GenWealth Financial Advisors, we believe equities are long-term investments. And so when we talk to someone about investing in the stock market, it's going to be that you have a time horizon of in excess of 10 years because of this fact that we've just spoke about. 10 years is really kind of the the shortest period of time that we want people to have money invested in the market. You know, because it's the end of the year, we have people every year at this time of year who are preparing to retire more so than any other time of the year. And I had this conversation with an existing client just a, a couple of weeks ago because they're getting ready to stop work. In fact, we're going to a retirement party within the next week for these people. And and, and he said, hey, uh, what about all this volatility that's going on? And we had to you know, go back and revisit this conversation and this concept. And he went, 
Oh, my gosh. I mean, it kind of made sense when you were talking about it at first when you put the plan together. But now I understand because I don't have to worry when I turn on the news if I'm going to have to go back to work. That's my long-term money that's exposed to the volatility, and my short-term income money is not. That's right. And, you know, just like Van Halen, past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. But we will uh, tell you that, that we do look at the historical averages to try to help you get the results that you're looking for. That is the fastest four minutes in investing. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Join us for one of our live events in your area. Go to www.getreadyforthefuture.com slash events for a calendar. More of the Get Ready for the Future show after this. You can't always get what you want. Tired of the commercials? We are too. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. It's interesting that the uh, bump music there is you can't always get what you want because I've been wanting a a Santa Claus rally to start, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, And so we brought Ryan Dietrich, the chief market strategist with LPL Financial, onto the show today to give account. Ryan, what the heck is going on here? Where's our Santa Claus rally? And what do you think about this market right now? Well, first off, John, thanks for having me back. But you're right. This has been a rough, obviously, couple months. I was on with you last month. We talked about the volatility. Just look at December. We all know Santa usually comes in December for stocks. The strongest month on average, the most average on average um, out of all the months is December. Now, after 10 trading days so far as December, the S&P is actually off to its worst start for a month of December since 1980 so we're getting some coal so far but there are some positives here john you look at 1980 after those first 10 days the s&p actually gained over six percent the rest of the year also you talk about december we all know it's usually strong we just shared a chart on lplresearch.com our blog and it shows the most of the strength in december actually happens the second half of the month december is usually flat until about december 15th and then it's that late feeling late feel good time of the year stocks tend to do a little bit better so we're in that time frame you know we do, we're not ready to say we don't believe in santa yet we still think there's a chance he can come in 2019 and uh hate to say save the day but at least bring some smiles after this rough equity markets we've been having really since uh, since october Ryan, we've talked a little bit about Christmas. Let's talk about the new year. One of the things that we really look forward to at GenWealth in the new year is when we are able to talk about Outlook and LPL research Mm -hmm. and what you guys think is coming down the line for us in the upcoming year. So talk to us a little bit about 2019 Outlook. Well, that's right, Janet. The good news, and I know from Facebook here, you can see I'm holding it up. The new Outlook is officially out. And it's it's really exciting because we just released that on Monday of this week. Now, you know, the big question, we've got all this volatility near term. The big question we ask ourselves and we think what really matters for markets, this is the new outlook is called 2019 Fundamental. What really matters and moves markets is kind of what we focus on as a major theme. We have trade tariffs. We have global concerns. Um, you know, it's a long equity cycle. What really matters, though, is the fundamentals. The fund, That's why we called it Fundamental. We're still looking at positive earnings growth around the globe in 2019. The United States should have better than average earnings growth next year, so call it 7 or 8%. We're going to have maybe 10% growth in emerging markets, and developed markets in general are also positive. So, Janet, the big thing is, hey, you know, flattening yield curve, long cycle, are we going to have a recession in 2019? That's some of the risk adjustments we think we've seen so far in the fourth quarter this year. Our stance at LPL Research and our outlook, when we get into some of the more specifics, we don't see a recession next year. We still see a strong global economy led by earnings, call us old-fashioned. We still think earnings lead uh, long-term stock gains. And, yes, there are the concerns that are out there. This very well, in our opinion, as we wrote about, will be the longest economic cycle of growth over 10 years. This already is the longest, quote-unquote, bull market we've had since World War II. We think with the economic cycle still has some life. It's an old bull. He still has some tricks up his sleeve. And we're looking for uh, maybe a shinier, brighter 2019 led by a strong fundamentals. Ryan, obviously, the Trump administration has been a tumultuous administration since day one. But things seem to be ramping up now with uh, all of the political investigations going on and the the Russia probe. And uh, a lot of things are swirling around this. And there are uh, folks out there that are really concerned about the political risk uh, that may creep into the market that may not be calculated in by some. Uh, What is the view of LPL research on the political risk of the market? 
All right, well, great question. You know, near term, clearly there's always concern with the headlines and things. But at the same time, you know, we talk about Nixon. He was in trouble, obviously, in the early 70s. We were in a recession then. So people kind of look back to that time, and, and that was a recession. We had a huge correction, obviously, in stocks back then and when the president was in trouble. We've had presidents get in trouble before, though, and if the economy is strong, I hate to say we ignore it. But again, we really focus more on that. So near term, sure. Now, really, what you know, you talk about this year, 2018. You know, the economy's been good, right? I mean, <laughs> we're at a three percent GDP growth for the full year for the first time in the United States since 2005. So the best economy we've had in a long time. Yet stocks are you know negative to virtually flat, right around there on a total return basis this year. And you look at the S&P. At the same time, what happened? Why, if it's a good economy, why didn't we have gains? It really was the trade concerns with China. You know, I mean, you look. We love capital capex. Companies investing in themselves. We think that's the lifeblood to an economic cycle to keep growing. We wrote about it in the 2019 Outlook. First half of the year, companies invested in themselves. Third quarter, fourth quarter, almost stopped. I shouldn't say almost stopped, but it's really slowed down. Why? concerns over trade. Our opinion is sometime in the first quarter next year, we likely will have a deal with China. China's feeling the pressure, right? Our stock market is virtually flat since all they started in March. China's down over 20%. Their economy is really slowing down faster than ours. So we think they're going to be ready to come to the table. If we can get some type of resolution on the trade concerns, that can be a major positive and is a major, major negative out of the way, and they can focus on those fundamentals. So long-winded answer, what happens with the president matters. What happens with the economy and the fundamentals actually matters more. And you would think that that uh, with Trump being a deal maker, he always likes to make some sort of compromise or some sort of deal that this trade thing could clear up sooner than later. Uh, exactly right. And it's been going on for almost a year. And I'm jumping a little bit. Again, March-ish is kind of when things really st started to hit the headlines and really be out there. And and definitely, you know, a year kind of back and forth. Again, why we think the first quarter makes sense as a deal maker. They've had some handshake deals. You know, we, we you know handshake deals are one part of it, right? We want to see some real things put into action and into play. You know, the, there's some headlines going around just recently that we're looking at, you know, potentially in March or so, again, to solve and to start talking in January again. But hopefully March is what we're shooting for to have some type of a good resolution that can come out and again maybe everyone can play victor right that's what this is all about you don't want to look bad to the people that voted for you so maybe we can get some resolution everyone can claim a victory here i mean the united states for a while there we had issues with mexico we had issues with with canada you know we had issues with europe well we're starting to mend those concerns on trade they're not all fixed we get it but we're definitely you know the big one still is china and we still have a little ways to go but um, you know, we think everyone is really looking to, as we get into next year, really looking to get into get to the table and try to solve this, and then we can move forward and let the strong fundamentals hopefully take over. Ryan, talk with us a little bit about what LPL Research is expecting as far as the Fed policy next year, and right. then let's be sure that we help our listeners understand what that means for them. Sure. Well, clearly the Fed has been hiking rates. You know, we know that. They've done eight rate hikes already. This Wednesday, they're expected to do their ninth rate hike. So, you know, but the big thing that we wrote about and talked about, the rest of the world is not hiking rates, right? I mean, there's you know, some slowdowns in Europe, some slowdowns in China. Our opinion, what we wrote about in the 2019 outlook, we think the Fed's going to take the foot off the pedal a little bit. You know, uh, six months ago, people were looking for three to four rate hikes in 2019. Our stance at LPL Research is it's probably going to be more like one to two. That's what we said six months ago. Now people are coming around to that. Again, the economy is still strong. Talk about inflation for a second. The inflation data we've been seeing the last two months is really low. So without a lot of inflation, pretty good economy. You don't necessarily have to hike rates. Now the Fed wants to do a little bit. Of, you know, Usually the economy does better when you're hiking rates. Let's get that clear and stocks do better. It's when you're cutting rates and that's when the economy is in trouble. So potentially a little bit of a pause the first half of 2019. We did some research just recently. The last time the Fed was hiking rates, took a pause for a while, and kept hiking rates, 1994-95. In 95, the Fed paused in March of 95 and took some time off, but the economy kind of get going again. And you think back to the mid-90s, it wasn't the worst time for the economy. Kind of a long economic cycle then, but still a couple years of really good growth. We think if the Fed takes a foot off the pedal a little bit here, the economy can get going, the rest of the world. One other big theme in 2019, we think it happened, We've used fiscal policy, tax reform, you know, um, deregulation, repatriation, bringing money back from overseas, different parts of the, the, the uh, toolbox to get the economy going. It's worked. We think other parts of the globe, specifically China and uh, Europe, might start to use some fiscal policy next year as well to kind of get their economies going. So we can take our foot off the pedal and Fed policy. We're looking for two rate hikes next year, likely in the second half of the year. 
and the economy should support that. So you got a continuing rising interest rate environment, although at a little mm-hmm. bit more tepid than than maybe right. in the last year or so. But still, that bodes some some storm clouds for the bond market, uh, where I think you guys are forecasting a flat bond market uh, going forward. Why do investors still need bonds in their portfolio? Well, that is a great question and a great point, John. Very simply, you're right. We're looking for flat to maybe slightly higher returns on bonds across the board as yields continue to go higher. Remember, yields up, bonds down. One of those things we learned in, in college our freshman year to keep it simple. So, well, what really matters, diversification. You know, you don't want to, well, you know, we're talking generally here. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket more often than not, right? right. Bonds still provide diversification. What's happened this year? We've had two 10% corrections on the S&P 500. That's fairly rare. Remember I came on with you guys saying, hey, midterm years tend to be the most volatile. Well, that sure has played out this year. What happened to stocks on 10% correction? Obviously, they corrected 10%. Various sectors actually went down more. Bonds provided diversification. They were virtually flat on the first 10% correction that started this year. And look at bonds. Bonds done a little bit better on this recent 10% correction. So, you know, for a 60-40 portfolio, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, you know, we might lower that a little bit because we're not crazy about bonds here, but it still provides diversification. There's always a place uh, for some safety in portfolios, especially as investors uh, age. And there's still places in fixed income that we like, but the bottom line is diversification is usually over a cycle of, of holding stocks and bonds over a full cycle, say 10 or 15 years. You want to be diversified for those rough times that eventually will come. So we know that you guys are fans of value and emerging markets going forward. Talk with us a little bit about that. That's right. That's right, Janet. So we'll, we'll start with value. Uh, we liked both of these last year. Now, the value trade, the first 10 months of this year, 2018, it struggled. Growth continued to do very well. But what happened since October when things got a little more volatile, value started to do better. Just keeping it very simple. The last 10 years, value and growth have had one of the largest extremes ever in terms of outperformance of growth relative to value. So we think that can continue to kind of come closer as value can go higher. But things to think about. Late in a cycle, in a strong economy, we tend to see value do better than growth. That's where we think we are right now. You know, we can talk about you, you higher yields and, and yield curves. I mean, we think that we're not going to have, I don't want to get too technical here, with the yield curve, the yield curve has been flattening this year. That's had a lot of people concerned a weakening economy. We don't believe that. We think the yield curve might start to steepen, which should help financials, a big banks of financials, a big part of value. And that's one reason we like value. We don't have a problem with growth, really. We still think, you know, this is a good bull market. Um, and there's still room to go. We just think, you know, tech had a great run. Some of the other groups had a great run. Maybe they pull back a little bit, and value finally has its time to shine after really struggling for a while. Shifting gears to emerging markets. There's a billion people in the world that are going to buy smartphones this year in 2018. 70% are going to be in emerging markets. There's, you know, there's a lot of potential there. Emerging markets growth this year, almost 4% GDP, maybe 5% GDP next year. I mentioned more um, earnings growth coming out of emerging markets next year. A few months ago, we talked about Turkey. We talked about Argentina. There are some concerns. What we said then, those were not the first domino to fall to knock down all of emerging markets. Those were kind of one-offs. And that's kind of what the data is looking like here with some strong earnings coming in emerging markets. So, yes. If you think there's a global recession next year, you don't want to invest in emerging markets. They'll probably get hit harder. We don't see that. We think there's opportunity here with some of the volatility we've seen in this fourth quarter. And emerging markets are a nice place. Some of them park a little bit of cash. Let's take some cash to emerging markets. Maybe find some alpha. Alpha is outperformance versus the overall market. And for you know, someone who's purely domestic in general, just investing in, in the S&P 500, maybe look at going to some emerging market funds and finding potentially uh, some outperformance. And that's how we're positioning the models that we run here at LPL Research as well. Ryan, as always, we appreciate your insights. We appreciate all the work that you do to help uh, GenWealth uh, deliver value to our clients through our investment program. Ryan Dietrich, the Chief Market Strategist for LPL Financial, thanks for being on the program. Thank you, guys. Have a happy new year, happy holidays, and can't wait to be back next year in 2019. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Stick around. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after this. This ain't your mama's financial advice. Turn it up because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. I love doing this. Anybody know the band on the bump music? You do know Scott's mm. out, right? I mean, he's oh, not here. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. ACDC? <laughs> no, it's close. Black Sabbath. Oh. Yes, that is Iron Man. Scott uh, would have gotten it. Yeah, yeah, he would have. He would have. I, I've lost my right-hand man That's here. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. What the deal is. So uh, we're talking about the rock and roll retirement on the Get Ready for the Future show, kind of wrapping up things as we uh, think about the, the final tour. The As we go into retirement, Janet, in an environment like we're in right now, the stock market that, that Ryan Dietrich spent segment two talking about uh, – uh, and and all the volatility that's going on, it can stir some serious emotions with people as they stare into retirement and think, man, do I really want to be on these rough waters at this time in my life? John, you're absolutely right that it stirs emotions. And one of the things that we've we've seen repeatedly over the years is it is never wise to make an emotional financial decision. You don't want to be reactive. You want to be proactive. So you plan ahead of time knowing that stormy days will come in the market. It's going to happen again. So you just plan for that. And when you have a plan and the storm comes, you follow it. And that's all there is to it. Having that plan is critical to your success, not only into retirement, but through retirement. And that's why the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is there for you. We have developed the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process to cause your plan to be on paper, on purpose. And Austin and Troy, guys, when we do a plan for someone, that doesn't become just something that we talk about at that initial meeting where we're stepping into retirement. But Troy, it is a it is something that we go back to time and time and time again. Right. Yeah. It's not just important to plan one time and then think that that's going to work throughout your whole retirement. You need to revisit that plan at least on a yearly basis or whenever you have any major changes in your life. So we want to sit back down with you, like I said, at least once a year, update the plan, make sure we're on track and make any changes that are necessary as we're going through retirement. Yeah. And Troy, even during times like this with the market volatility, I think it is also good if you have an advisor, financial coach out there, reach out to them. Um, I recently, earlier this week, spoke with a client and and he had a lot of money in cash and he started freaking out, worried about, I don't know if I want to get in the market. So we go back to the plan reference. This is the plan. What are we doing? What's the purpose? And he said, you know what? I'm in it for the growth. I need to get in the game. And so, okay, let's do it. And I said, but again, we're going to monitor this. We will communicate. Keeping those lines of communication open are critical for all the investors out there. Janet, I think it's kind of interesting to to think about uh, where we are in the market and the fact that you know we've been down, uh, you know, ten fifteen percent on a on a short term basis right. here in the market. Yeah, it's a correction type thing, and a lot of people then become uh, you know gamblers to some extent. Yes. Where where is the bottom? Let's find the bottom. Let's get in at the bottom. It's really not. A about finding the the low point in the market that is going to cause you that long-term success. You know, we've talked about it's not about timing the market. It is about time in the market. So if you're sitting on the sidelines, like what Austin Mm -hmm. was talking about, if you've got too much cash, get in as long as that is long-term money. Get in and let it do its thing because, John, as we talked about in the Fastest Four, when you look at those longer periods of time, then the market tends to heal itself over time. Just give it time and let it do its thing, which means that the news report today about where the market is today doesn't matter on your long-term money. You've got to have that long-term perspective. I think about the market back when I was getting into investing back in 1987. Uh, If you look at it on a chart today, 1987, Black Friday, I believe it was, or Black Mm -hmm. Monday or whatever the the day was, it it felt like 23% in one day. But that is just a blip on the overall radar. It was banner headline news guys when when it happened but today it's just a blip on the radar and Troy there are so many other things to focus on in your retirement when you think about all of the other aspects of retirement as we've written about in our book your retirement should be more it's way more than just the market right yeah and you know another recent blip on or not necessarily a blip but a a downturn in the market was 2008 and that was you know obviously the most recent real downturn in the market but look at where we are now compared to where we were then and if you jumped out at that what you thought was you know the downturn then and never got back into the market well you've missed out on all that growth that we've had since that time 
John, I want to take you back to 1987 because I know a story about you from that period of time that these guys may not have heard yet, and I and I bet many of our listeners have not heard. My recollection is that you were fairly new to investing. Yes. You had just purchased your first mutual fund, if yep. I remember right, yep. and then came the 20-plus percent downturn. So tell us the story. I think I had $1,000 in a mutual fund, and it, back in 1987, a thousand dollars for me was <laughs> a like lot of money. a fortune. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like everything that I had almost that I'd put in this mutual fund. And then the market comes along and deals us this down day of 23% in a day. And so I called my advisor and I was panicked. I was like, oh, did I make a mistake? Did I do the wrong thing? Is this the thing that is, have I just really kind of stepped off the, the cliff here and, and just made a huge mistake? And he said, well, was it a good buy when you bought it? And I said, well, I thought it was. He said, well, it's an even better buy than it is now, than it was then. Put some more money into it. And, and you know, today, those shares of that mutual fund are worth way more. The dividends yeah. and capital gains have uh, compounded into it. And, and I'm really glad that at that particular point in time, I didn't pull the trigger and jump out because if I had, I would have lost big time. Yeah, John, I think that's the... One of the biggest benefits to having a financial advisor is helping you through the emotional times because you're tied emotionally to your money. And we definitely care about your money, but we don't have that emotional connection to it. Right. So when you're ready to jump ship, we can tell you, hang on, you know, this is going to turn around, you know, stay, stay to the plan that we've put together for you. So guys, let's flip the conversation about emotions for just a minute. We've talked about the negative impact of emotions, but there's, there's something that we really would like to encourage people to do in preparing for retirement that they don't often do. And it's a little bit of an emotional journey. And that is to really just take the time with your spouse, if you're married, to walk through and paint the picture, what does your ideal life look like in retirement? How are you going to spend your time? And consequently, how are you going to spend your money? Begin to have those conversations so that you can take those things that are important to you emotionally and then using logic with an advisor, build your plan to get to that point. Guys, I think that that it's really important important to have perspective. And someone actually found this, and I wanted to share it with you. It is a market crash on a card. Everything you need to know about a market crash on one little three by five index card. So here we go. Market average markets average at least one negative fourteen percent decline per year. Catch that. One, every year. Yes. Yeah. And as an average. As but, an average, yeah. every year the market is going to go down intra-year 14%. Daily dips of 2% or more occur about five times a year. Every five years or so, the market declines, hang on, 30%. Plus. Markets rise almost three quarters of the year on average. Over long periods, markets significantly beat inflation. Selling low and buying high never works. Turn off the TV and don't check your account. Amen. <laughs> yeah, we would say that. And never make important decisions, as Janet just said, based on emotion. Now, here's the kicker. These are the facts. Everything else is a scare tactic. So if you keep that little card around and, and write those things down, maybe we can even post that on social media yeah. this week. Mm -hmm. uh, if you keep that card around and just write those things down and understand that everything else is a scare tactic, then I think you will be a lot more at least uh, emotionally healthy, if not more financially healthy as time goes on. Yeah, I think that, that that last line, everything else is a scare tactic, that really hits home with me because anytime I, I turn on those uh, those shows where they're talking about the market all day long and you listen to those guys, it seems like every single day they're, they're talking about some reason that you should be so scared and you should be moving yes, all yes. your money around. I, the reason they're doing that is that boosts their viewership. Yep. That's right. But if they've been talking about every day since 2009 how you should be so scared, meanwhile the market's been going up and up and up, well, that just doesn't make sense in my mind, John. Well, you got uh, the old adage of a broken clock is right twice a day. You know, <laughs> at some point in time, they right. may be right about some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it is far, far more uh, 
usual, if you will, for the markets to perform well. But even in these volatile times, Austin, mm-hmm. especially uh, if you're younger, yeah. you want to be taking advantage of these volatile times because it does pose a great opportunity for accumulating shares in the market. Yeah, it's a great time for you to get in. You're getting, a, you know, we use the term a BOGO for all the our lady listeners out there and viewers. You know, y'all understand that term. Buy, buy one, one, get, get one. one. Exactly. It never <laughs> failed. You're getting shares on sale and it is a great time to get in. Um, on this card, the note I made was over long periods, market significantly beat inflation. For all those accumulators out there, Sitting in cash or sitting in a little CD at the bank is not going to beat inflation over a long period. Get in the game. Get off the sidelines and get in there. Absolutely. So you're listening to Get Ready for the Future Show. We're uh, reviewing the rock and roll retirement, talking about that that last tour. Janet, as, as you move into retirement, we've talked about the fact that emotions can be stirred uh, about uh, things in the market. But also, when you think about trying to uh, get your brain around and your finances around all the other issues that may come up, one of the things, long-term care coverage is something yes. that a lot of people really would like to just not talk about it's definitely a very emotional topic but it's also one that needs to be addressed you know when this gets less emotional and more logical what we see is that occurs when people have experienced this with their own family members when they've gone through this with their parents then they go you know what i know it's not something that we just woke up today and said we wanted to talk about but we're going to have this conversation because we understand the reality of it they understand the logic and they frankly don't want to have to go through the emotion of it again therefore they want to be financially prepared if you would like to talk about your rock and roll retirement you can give us a call 501-653-7355 folks are ready to help you here at gen wealth financial advisors make the most of your retirement we're back on the get ready for the future show in just a moment The road to financial independence isn't easy, but it starts here. Back with more financial wisdom from the Gen Wealth team after the break. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money coming at you. We're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. Okay, so if you've been to a rock and roll show, there's always that guy, right? There's always that guy that gets carted out by security, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. He becomes the show for a period of time. Right. Absolutely. Everybody's watching him. I, I remember the first show I ever went to, they used to have these speaker stacks that were yeah. you know, stacked up from the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they had these big horns on the front of them and everything. And this one guy was apparently so inebriated <laughs> that he decided to climb up the speaker stack. That's and, really fun when you're drunk. I'm and, serious. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. so LRPD is standing below him looking up going, I ain't going up there for him. <laughs> yeah. So one of the roadies comes out with one of the guitars and plugs it in and then hits some big, you know, bar oh, chord gosh. and blows him completely off the speaker stack <laughs> right into the arms of the waiting LRPD. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Now, I say all that to say that uh, we have our own version of security. It's called our, our regulatory department. And we want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of things that we need to say when we talk about things like dollar cost mm-hmm. averaging and, and buying into the market in a volatile time. Dollar cost averaging does not guarantee a profit or prevent a loss. And you've got to be sure to stick with it during those low times for it to work out for you. There are a lot of things that you have to look at. Look, investing involves risk. And anything that you do has some degree of risk to it when it comes to investing. And so be sure that you sit down with your advisor and talk about the risks that are there in addition to the benefits that can come from investing. Okay, so I've uh, paid homage to the to the regulators. Yes. Maybe they won't cart me <laughs> off the show and uh, we'll be in good shape. So let's talk about this farewell to work tour. If you're going to retire in 2019, Janet, what do you do? If if 2019 is your year and you're sitting listening to this show today going, come on, guys, give me something. Give me some answers on what I need to do to be sure I'm on track for retirement and that I can make it through this farewell tour. What do you do? So if 2019 is your retirement year, this is absolutely your farewell to work time. And you've got to be planning that departure and, and paying attention to the details. And I, I think that if I were in your shoes, one of the greatest concerns 
that I would have would would really go back to the conversation with Ryan Dietrich and where we feel like the market is going from here. Because I want you to imagine if you had in December of 2007 planned to retire in 2008. You would not have known that before you was a year that was going to be negative 40% in the market. What kind of an impact did that have on people? You probably know people who either A, did not go ahead and retire, or B, went back to work as a result of 2008. But if you plan for that, because at some point it's going to happen, we've talked about you know the market crash on a card. We've talked about how frequently the market turns the other direction, whether it's a correction or more than that. This happens on a regular basis, and you absolutely have to plan accordingly. So I would make it a great priority to assume that things like that are going to happen. You just don't know exactly when. And also to get with an advisor and plan for that. Yeah, I think that the planning is the real key to looking at into the future and saying, okay, I need to anticipate, not only anticipate, but expect market volatility. Yes. So I'm going to push away the the investments that I'm going to make in the market to a time where time has the ability to smooth out some of those ups and downs and not put money to work that you may need three or four or five years into your retirement. Don't put that in the market. So let's talk about another aspect, guys, of, of leaving work. Um, anytime that you go back to where you used to work, there are all these stories they tell about you. I remember when Mike used to, you know, you have left a legacy, so to speak, mm -hmm. of what you were known for doing and the type of person you were. So you leave that legacy behind at work. You also want to be prepared for your financial legacy when you begin to think about retirement. So, so Troy, what are we looking at in terms of being prepared? prepared for a financial legacy. Yeah, I would say the, the biggest thing that you can do is, is start doing some estate planning. So we're talking about um, getting together a will and a trust. And there's and obviously we're not attorneys, but right. we can kind of touch on the basics between the will and the trust. A lot of people think that a will will keep your estate out of probate. In Arkansas, that's actually not the case. Even if you have a will, uh, your your assets are still going to go through probate, and that is a minimum of six months in Arkansas, up to two years. So, John, in order to avoid probate, we would look towards a trust in most cases. Yeah, in most cases, you're going to look at a trust, uh, and and you know whether you need a trust or not, that is a discussion between you and an attorney. Sit down and talk with them. There are, uh, are reasons to have a trust. There are reasons to not have a trust. But in addition to that, here are some of the overlooked things uh, when it comes to estate planning. One of them is Austin, a durable power of attorney uh, where someone can sign for you legal documents if you are incapacitated. Uh, that can happen at really any stage of life. Yeah, that's one of those, you know, what if scenarios that you've got to plan and prepare for ahead of time. So no matter what age, even if you're a younger, younger uh, accumulator, that may be something you really want to sit down, yeah. look at, talk with your family, talk with your spouse and see what needs to happen. And the other thing that you think about is a uh, advanced directive or some type of healthcare power of attorney, uh, because a lot of people say, "Look, you know, I if if I'm going to be a vegetable, so to speak, if I'm not if I'm not going to be quality of life, if yeah. my quality of life is not going to be there, if they're just going to keep me on life support, I don't want that to happen." Well, without some sort of you know directive for that the hospital is going to do what the hospital is going to do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So you've got to plan ahead. Another aspect we want to think about in terms of your legacy is whether or not you want to leave any inheritance, whether that is to your children or to some charitable organization. You know, it is becoming more and more common now for us to see couples who have no children and they've they've just been married to each other this is not a second or third or whatever marriage and so they have accumulated a lot of money because i'll tell you those kids are expensive <laughs> i'm telling you austin you're gonna learn I, that real I, soon i'm prepared i'm preparing right now everyone's warning me <laughs> so so they get to this point where they have and this is a blessing but they have more than what they're going to need in retirement to take care of themselves and so we know there's 
going to be a significant amount left over. So it's very important to have that conversation with each other while you're both still healthy. Where do you want that money to go? What what kind of difference do you want to make? And maybe it's nieces and nephews. We've seen cousins. We've seen everything like that. But we've we've also seen uh, people make a very big difference in their churches and other charitable organizations. Okay, so we can't wrap up the rock and roll retirement without talking about the big finale. Now there is a famous story about Troy. Going to a rock and roll show and and becoming a little bit irate that he thought that uh, that the the band was not going to play his favorite song and and their big song. And uh, so, Troy, do you want to say any more about this or do you want me to go ahead and say something about it? I'm going to let you go ahead and tell your version of the story. And and when you go off track, I'll correct you. Oh, my goodness. So I think I think the band was Leonard Skinner. And I think that they were were there, too. They were playing through their set, and of course, they do the the whole fake, you know, I'm walking uh-huh, off and yep. I'm not going to play anymore yeah. type thing. And Troy became convinced that they weren't going to come back and play Freebird. Well, yeah. I, I knew that they were doing the fake, you know, everybody wants an encore. They want yeah. you to shout encore. I get that. It, it took them too long. People were leaving the venue. People were leaving. <laughs> so uh, Some people never got to hear Freebird because they were already to their car. So so Troy broke out in a cold sweat that he thought he was not going to hear Freebird, and, and I thought Charlie and I were going to have to like carry him out of the place or something. It was really tough. But here's my point, guys. When you think about walking into retirement, when you think about uh, the things that you, you've got to do, you're in that, as we have analogized before, we're in that retirement red zone. It is like a football team that is inside the 20-yard line. You have got to make every play count. You've got yeah. to make Every move that you make count. You can't really afford a mistake in that area. Yeah, there's no time for a fumble. We talk about the retirement red zone. When you're in that that last five years or so before retirement, you can't mess it up. You have a smirk on your face that you're about to have to explain. No, no, I don't no. Know what the I, heck I just, that was. I, I was just thinking about <laughs> Troy and the Freebird. <laughs> you're still at the concert. I, All right. I, yeah, that was that was a classic. Uh, and, and and there's more stories around that that we probably won't tell on the yeah. radio. But at any rate, uh, the the whole idea thing I think is that if there's ever a time that it's time to get serious mm-hmm. about your planning time to get serious about your investing, time to get serious about getting that financial help that you need. It is when you're in that retirement red zone, very close to retirement. Yes, you definitely want to get with an advisor who understands how to navigate those rough waters potentially in retirement and someone who understands how to turn on that income stream in the most effective manner. That is it for the rock and roll retirement. I have loved this. Do, Do I get to wear my Van Halen shirt again? Uh, what are you doing the rest of the... Oh, you you don't mean today. You no, mean on again show. on the show. <laughs> Depends on the theme. Okay. Yeah, I'll, themes I'll matter. To, I guess I'll have to be compliant. That's not very <laughs> rock and roll, Janet. Hey, it's been great uh, being with you on the Get Ready for the Future show. We hope as we head into the Christmas season, you have a wonderful Christmas uh, holiday time. And be ready for 2019. There's a lot in store for you. A lot of things to be prepared for. So let us help you with your retirement. Give us a call. 501 501- We'll see you next week. The Gen Wolf Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wolf Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wolf Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. We'll be right back. 